We all drive black vehicles now. Rachel has a big black yes. van. Yeah. I don't have a van. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I'm recording now. Uh, all right, good. Here's Ready? my claps. That joyful sound means. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are underway. Welcome to Due to Underwhelming Demand, the podcast with Dave, Rachel, and Foreman. Uh, so far, by the way, Ryan Seacrest hasn't taken one of our jobs, but I, you know, now that he's looking for work. <laughs> well, he keep, he's, he's stepping back from uh, jobs. Yeah. Listen. He, it turns oh, out fuck. even Ryan Seacrest gets burnt out. Well, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, don't come looking for us, Ryan. You know, like, that's all we got. So yeah. stay away. Stay away. Uh, by the way, the podcast is uh, brought to you by Cavs for a Cause, April 5th, uh, during the Canadian Dairy Expo in Stratford. Daryl and Sarah Marcus started this a couple years ago, and all commissions from the sale of the Cavs go to uh, Children's Hospital Foundation here in London because their son was treated there for a while. A so long they're time giving and back. Still, and still continues to be treated there. Yes. And and, uh, and and their experience at Children's affected them so much and left them so, uh, they were so thankful they wanted to do something uh, so, you know, whatever they could so that other families would experience the same great treatment and love and care that you get at Children's. So, yeah. Cavs for a Cause. Well, over $100,000 in donations from nice. Cavs for a Cause is a pretty good start. So if you're in the market for a calf, you might as well buy one for a cause. That's what you should do. And uh, check them out. They're on Facebook. Uh, they're also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's April 5th. That's when you can bid. Okay. You go During online, the Expo in Stratford. Yeah. Sure. There you okay. go. Uh, I have um, more free time uh, now than I used to have. Do you? Uh, not much more. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what are you honest. filling your days with this, <laughs> yes, in the winter? Well, no, it's just that, you Without know, golfing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think there's more free time. And, and, uh, when, and when we were uh, saying goodbye on the radio our last uh, day, I, I believe people were, oh, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, uh, I, I really would like to uh, cook. I'd like to, I'm not a cook. Yeah. I'd like to you did l- say learn that. to cook. And so I've been cooking quite a bit, actually. Have you? Quite a bit. Really? I'm surprised. Yes, I've made... Other um, than barbecuing, I didn't think you were cooking at all before. I'm not... I'm not uh, you know, I have basic things that I could throw together if I had okay. to. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't consider myself a chef by any stretch no. of the imagination. No, well, I don't consider myself a chef either. So I've I been, just have to feed my family. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, <laughs> that's uh, well, uh, at one point... Um, because uh, I wanted to do some cooking, um, and everybody else is either in school or working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, so I'm here to do the cooking. We had so much stuff in the fridge that we were running out of room, and so we had to freeze some of the many things that I've cooked. Um, wow! Uh, Look to at be, you go to be used later. I've made um, some interesting things, and uh, so uh, I, I, I've I've come across a couple that I really wanted to make, and then my wife has given me some suggestions. Uh, this week, I made a corn chowder, wow. which was really quite good. I mean, that sounds uh, good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Last week, I made, and I got, I saw, <laughs> I actually saw this recipe on Instagram from uh, the the girl on Friends, uh, um, Courtney Cox. Uh, okay. It's it's for um, cheeseburger soup. I think I saw her post that. It's really good. <laughs> Is it? It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, I'm cooking, but I'm wondering. And one of the reasons that I wanted to cook is that I wanted to get better at it. I wanted to get better at the preparation. I wanted to be better, 
suited to handle the pressures of cooking. I have to really plan things out. I have to be really well organized or uh, it's a mess. Mm. It's just a real mess. And okay. I, learned, I learned that very quickly so <laughs> that I, you know, I, I made some uh, spring rolls about a month ago, which I really liked. And, you made uh, them from scratch. Uh, yeah, uh, you need good some for ca- you. You need some cabbage and carrots. You need yeah. all these ingredients. And, yeah, and slice uh, everything up really I, thin. I, mm-hmm. So tw- I've done uh, done done them twice, mm. and the second time I learned my lesson: be organized. You got to have, you know, you got to be organized. And, yeah, I guess uh, it depends on what you're cooking. Yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, I. <laughs> After all of the things, and I, when I'm cooking stuff, I don't even really think about trying it. I don't even really care what it tastes like. <laughs> I don't even really, I just want to get it done. It's like, <laughs> it's a task. Well, aren't you cooking so that you can enjoy eating it later? Well, I, I actually do enjoy when I, when I do finally sit down to eat it. Right. But that never crosses my mind when I'm making it. And that's mm. why I wonder if I'm doing this right. Am, am I cooking like because I'm not sure that I I don't is there a point when you start to cook is there a point when you make things is there a point where you go boy I really like doing this oh you lo- you enjoy cooking yes because I don't know that I've reached that point yet and I'm wondering because uh, I know that you both uh, Foreman especially Foreman's been uh, a master chef for years <laughs> Have you? Yes, really? No. I didn't know that yes, Foreman. Foreman's been doing this for a long time. I okay. recall stories of when he lived with just the, you know, with the bros uh, when he went to school, where yeah. he would uh, create dishes for the kids. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I would create things, and then they ridiculed me about them mercilessly. But oh. he at least created so he something. He literally yes. just made it up. Yes, yeah, like I, I, I owned once upon a time a Master Chef barbecue that made sure that I was definitely not a Master Chef because those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when you retire and have time to spend cooking yes. is when you enjoy it. <laughs> well, okay. I think so too. That's my prediction. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. Well, I have time. When does the joy come in? Uh, you know what? Cooking takes time, and you, Dave, yes, in particular, don't love activities that take time. No, I. I Other than golf, except for golf, I mean, golf takes time. Which yes. you tell me that you hate, anyways. Well, we don't um, really. I mean, that you I, don't play golf because you like it. No, That's you don't. What you tell me, you never. We never go and play golf to have fun. No, 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 no one so would ever I, do that. No. I'm not no. sure that you will ever like cooking. Because really? I don't think you like to do activities that take time. Good point. You mm-hmm. already don't like golf. The time-taking activity. The well, ultimate can, time-taking activity. No, the ultimate, you, yeah. You, know, look, you, you, you see, you have to understand with golf is that you reach a, when you first start playing golf and you get better at it and, and, you, and, you, and you start to play a little bit better, you really enjoy golf. That's when, that's when golf becomes something that you enjoy. You enjoy then, it when you have a good round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. It, then it becomes almost, it, it reaches a stage where it becomes an obsession. And then it reaches a stage where you, you actually, uh, you accomplish maybe one of your goals, maybe you you break 90 maybe you break 80 and and then you uh, for some reason 
want to do it every single time, but you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't. And so you're, you spend, uh, you know, three hours on the golf course, uh, walk off with an 85 and go, God, I hated that. I just hated that. Hated what if you spend three hours yeah. in the kitchen? Well, that's what I'm saying Three to you. hours in the kitchen, I better mm-hmm. end up with a fridge full of meals that are ready to go. Well, yeah, I mean... That's I, what I better end well, up with. Well, uh, we're not making... Uh, yeah, we're, but- we're, we're trying different things when I cook. Well, these are all mm-hmm. things that we've never tried before. Uh, some of them make a lot. For instance, the uh, I told you, we there was one uh, sort of a... It was supposed to be like a taco... Uh, uh, soup, I think, or something. Okay, yep. Uh, but uh, I, may, I I put too much chicken in it, and so it became less of a soup and more of a I don't know, like it it, it was just it was just taco chicken. It was just taco chicken is what yeah. it was, and uh, we're still eating that. I made that uh, you know like a month and a half. Just wet chicken. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, but good. See. Yeah, but good. With uh, you know all the taco stuff and oh yeah, it was no, it was good. But was you good. have the luxury of experimentation. Yeah, because you've of got the time. time. Where if Rachel, it doesn't like work Rachel out. and I, were in this stage of yeah, we just want a bunch of meals. Like I'll throw all this shit together and pre-make mm-hmm. it, and that's like <laughs> done. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to think about it for the rest of the week. Right. You can do three hours per meal every day. Well, I don't want to do yes. that. That's I way wanna, too. Uh, I don't, I don't like do cooking. I yeah. don't love it. Jeremy likes it. He likes to do it more than I do. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the kitchen for, say, an hour making a lasagna from scratch, right. I'm making two lasagnas and one's going in the freezer so I can have it later and I don't have to make it that day. I see. Like Perfect. if I'm spending time in the kitchen, I am maximizing my time and making multiple things. Well, I'm not making uh, what I would say, um, I'm making different meals, not necessarily. Uh, I'm. These are yeah. These are not efficient meals that I'm making. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is yeah. this is you've, you've entered all the, time the in the world. joyous sure. years of your your cooking golden age, and if yes. you can't sure. enjoy it, you are a lost cause. Well, yeah, I don't think you ever will. It's I don't not think getting you any like, better. No, you don't not. like things that take time. I don't. You wanted to get things done quickly. Well, I like to have it over with, yes. Yeah, it's like you anything. like to have most you know. things over with. Yes, who doesn't? So I, don't, I have to... Well, I have to, to I have do to go, what? I have Book, to, go I, and spend time in the kitchen? I, I mean... To, I have to go for a physical in another two weeks. I'd like that over quickly. Oh, Thank okay, you. Okay, that's not, fair. You're just simply not understanding the concept of retirement. Yeah. You have to go for a physical. <laughs> when you have to go for a physical, that's how... How can I stretch this one appointment into an all-day event? Because <laughs> there's nothing else to do. <laughs> That's like when my dad would say to me something like, oh, well, I'm really busy tomorrow. I have a dentist appointment. I'd be like, no, you're not busy. One appointment is not busy. The rest of us work all day, have Mm. children and families to take care of. Plus, we go into our appointments. I have children. I have a family here. Yes, Mm -hmm. one appointment. You can't say that. You can't give in to being old. But then he's got a three-hour meal to prepare. You're the one telling me Then he's got a three-hour meal. I'm busy in the kitchen. You're telling me to do that. You're telling me to do that. No, I'm I'm saying don't do that. Okay. You can't. Foreman's saying, I've got it all screwed up. Foreman's yes. saying, when you're retired, you can say that. You do say that. But your I think if you do say that, yes. you're giving in to being old and you don't want to give into it. No. You're not very good at being leisurely. Yes. No, I've never been very good at leisure. I think it. that's the issue. Like, mm. the bo- yeah. cooking is an excuse, just like so we're all clear here. If you have three hours to make an elaborate meal, you're snacking on it the whole time. You've no. downed a bottle of wine. Do the music either. keeps getting louder. No, and you're having either. a grand old time. No, yes. do that's that the point. Picture I'm it just, now. I think I'm too old to cook. <laughs> <laughs> 
And today we have Dear Dave and Rachel. Oh, I like that. It's All been right. a while. And Dear Dave and Rachel and Foreman. You know, I saw this one on Springer the other day. Controversy, drama, opinions, debate. Dear Dave and Rachel. Dear Dave and Rachel. Dear Dave and Rachel and Foreman, because we can do what we want now. Yeah, mm. right. you guys. Sorry. Uh, okay, I think we might have dealt with this kind of issue on the radio show before, okay. uh, but it, but we got an, an email about this. I think this is an evergreen thing. This is always something that is an issue for mm. some people. Okay. Uh, anyway, let me start. Dear Dave, Rachel, and Foreman, there is an opening at my company, and my nephew, who is currently looking for employment, would be a perfect fit. But often, I found him to have issues with body odor. I'd like to tell him to apply uh, deodorant, I'm assuming, but I don't want to be related to the funky smelling employee. He would have to commit to fixing this before I recommend him. How do I tell my nephew that he stinks? Oh boy. I think we have dealt with body odor issues on on uh, Dear Dave, Rachel, and Foreman before. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this was a, this is a new email, so here we go again. What okay. do you think? Um, have you ever uh, worked with anyone that had issues? No. Not like a close proximity all day, every day situation. No. So it was easier to I avoid. Worked, yeah, you kind of avoid that. I did work with somebody and not every day. I would. I was a reporter, so I would interview them often, but not, not mm-hmm. every day. And they had the worst breath. Mm. The worst breath. Now, that's not body odor. It's different. So I would just try and, like, it wasn't my place to tell them. But mm. I would try and just back away as far as I could I with see. my arm out with the microphone, you know. Well, we had with uh, somebody many years ago in the building that we all worked in um, on Wellington Road South. There was a guy. What was his name? We had nicknamed him because he he stunk. He he literally old stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. He was stinky, <laughs> stinky Pete. Pete. He wasn't an on-air guy, but he was a guy that would um, uh, uh, you know push buttons. Okay. And do that kind of thing. And uh, when he was in the the one studio, and it was the AM studio, and if you had to go in there for anything, or if mm. you needed something, or whatever, and you're trapped was, in a small room, it's brutal. Brutal. Oh, it was brutal. Awful. And um, I, we talked, um, you know, amongst ourselves. You know, what could you do about that? Like, how do you how do you drop hints? Mm-hmm. How do you you know you put in his mail slot? Do you put deodorant or do you put soap? something what right. do you do and then turned out i know this is very d- difficult to believe but at one point i was actually in management and <laughs> i worked for this company that uh, wanted to train us to be better managers hmm. and so they uh we did a uh, it was like a two-day thing where we spent time we would uh, they would do videos and they would they would do scenarios and uh, you, they would put you in the scenario, and then you would have to try to deal with the situation. You would be dealing oh, with like an employee, yeah, an employee that stole, or an employee okay. that did this, or whatever. And yep. one of those situations was an employee that uh, had uh, a bo, a stunk. No. And I, w- I can't to this day. I, I forget what they did. I think they what? treat. I, you, that's I remember, like the most useful one. <laughs> I well, you would think. But it, it, I, I don't re- exactly remember what the, what the, oh. what the recommendation was. And you don't but, know what they said. That would have been helpful today, Dave. But, yeah. but you needed. I, I think what I recall, and it was disappointing. And I think the reason that I don't remember it is because it wasn't something fun or creative. That's why I don't <laughs> no, remember. No, and I it's think because you can't treat. 
a situation like this, unfortunately, that way, no. you have to, and as I recall, you have to treat it head on. Yes. If it were me that stunk, A, I would want to know. B, once you told me, I would be horrified, mm-hmm. no matter how you told me. Yeah. Right. Whether you told me directly or whether you told me while dropping hints like putting deodorant in my mailbox or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would be horrified. So how would I want someone to tell me? I guess quietly and directly and gently somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's it, no gentle way to do it. I know. What do you say? You kind of stink. You have some body odor. Well, I don't know if you know this. The kind of stink is going to do it right away, right? Yeah. It's I not mean, like you can but say, this is this person's nephew. So can't the parent of this, yeah, like your brother or sister, tell him? Yeah, you would think they would know. Yeah, doesn't the parent realize? Well, that's what I wonder. How old I mean, is the nephew? Is like he's like a just well, 16. he can work. If he's if he's hormonal, yeah. then he needs to be told. He's hormonal. Oh he's yeah, staying. like teenagers absolutely need to be told well, because yeah, it's their job as a parent to make sure they have good hygiene. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, so he, he may, not, no, he may be young enough to be a teenager and not even notice and just need some yeah. cracking down from mom and dad or whatever, and that might help. You, you don't want to not do something about it uh, and recommend him for the job because no, you that's going to come back to haunt you. Well, and if somebody if somebody doesn't realize that they stink, that, that will affect them in other ways in life, right? So mm-hmm. I think that they would want, I would think they want to know, unless they're completely clueless about social cues and things like that but i don't i don't get this from that right like i don't think that's the situation here anyway we posted this on our facebook page you can check it out dave rachel and foreman on facebook Uh um somebody says daryl honesty is the best policy just tell them and then if your uh, nephew doesn't listen start recording other employees complaining about his stench and play it back for him (laughs) oh no (laughs) i don't know if i'd go that far that's funny though uh someone says just do what i did to one of my co-workers i just told him that that at uh, the one store, they had really good underarm stuff. A couple days later, you couldn't smell him anymore. Good. He got the okay. message. So he, he got, did get the Well, hint. there's got to be a way to subtly, but, you know. You don't want to do it in front of people, though. You want to, like, you no. know, you have to respect the fact that this person will be horrified, no mm. matter how you tell them. Good mm-hmm. point. And Good if point. they're not, then maybe that's the issue. Someone suggested the website askamanager.org. Dave. Yeah, that's a good one. Dave, that would maybe tell you what they told you. There's lots of suggestions on how this awkward conversation can be had on that website. Oh, good. See, there you go. And It's Jen saying, you know, he might not even be aware. He might be taking care of his hygiene, but maybe it's something in his laundry process that isn't working or an antiperspirant that doesn't work effectively for him. Yeah, could be. That's true. That's a very valid point. But you would think someone else in his family would have noticed, right? Like you... Yes. It shouldn't be on you. No. Someone else should tell him before you recommend it. That's... I think that, but like his parents maybe? I don't know. Well, Pam Uh, has suggested that you tell him that he would not fit in at the company. He wouldn't be a good match. Wouldn't like working there. Or... You can let him apply and then tell everyone that this is your stalker who thinks he's one of your relatives. <laughs> totally ignore him. Avoid him in the hallways. Never be seen close <laughs> to him. Eventually, he'll stop talking to you. You won't have to see him at work and you won't have to go to his future wedding. Win-win. <laughs> see, this is what I was looking for years ago in the management session. That's yes. what I wanted. The creative <laughs> that's, solution. That's the solution right there. Good luck with that one. But yeah. at least, yes. Like that, I do.
This is Due to Underwhelming Demand, the appropriately named podcast with Dave, Rachel, and Foreman. <laughs> Foreman, um, uh, I think you have new wheels, don't you? Got new wheels. Yes, yes, I heard Foreman got a van. No, you heard wrong. Wrong. Incorrect. Did you get a van? Did What'd not. Did not get a van. You're it's just a- trying to. You're trying to get even because you've got that van thing. I don't home. have yes. a van. It's an SUV. I have a Toyota Highlander. It's an mm-hmm. SUV. It's a yes. big one. That was one of the many options we looked at, drove around, and uh, definitely declined to purchase because of its van likeness. Because it has all the qualities of a van other than the sliding doors. How, well, yeah. what did you get? Okay. How many seats in your uh, Highlander? How many? How many? Seven. I don't have the two bench seats. I've got the four captains and then a bench in the back. That's a van. That's like a cube van. What, yeah, but what you could you... get eight <laughs> seats if you wanted. <laughs> we did not. Yeah. We didn't Specifically want to talk. because we didn't I didn't want, want it to, want to, to look be a like van. A van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if there was a vehicle that did have eight seats, you know, it would have to be so hefty and sturdy and big that it's probably, it's more like a truck. Oh, what did you get? That's what the foremans have. You got a truck. It's like a truck. An an eight-seater truck. What kind of? Yes. No, what is it? What did you get? It's where you would go to find a path. Pathfinder. Oh my God. Oh, those are beautiful. Yes. Beautiful black truck, much like Dave's. It's not a truck. That's an SUV. No, it's not a Pathfinder? Yes, well, it's either an SUV that's more truck like than anything. It's truck like. It's an eight seater. You got an eight seater SUV. That is a van. (laughs) That's what you have. I have a seven seater. Oh, well, that makes a difference. (laughs) Why do you need eight seats anyway? Because I have a carton around. (laughs) Children. When right. we have we have a car, a little car that once the two adults and two kids are in there in car seats, then there's no room for anything else. There's no, no room yeah, for there really isn't stuff. There's no room for other children. There's yep. no room for visiting grandparents. This is why they make vans. You know that, guys. Yeah, but uh, instead you could get a truck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I spent so more money to get the same size as a van, but in an SUV form. It costs uh-huh. more to get okay. swinging doors than sliding doors, obviously. If mine's a van, yours is a van. No, it isn't. Yours is more of a van than mine because no. it's eight seats. We specifically turned yours down because it was a van and picked you- <laughs> this one because it wasn't. You you were going to get a Highlander. Yes, and then but- you decided to get a Pathfinder, which is the same. It's no, not. it's not but the same. But you think it it's turns a truck. Out. No, it's not the same. Does it yes. have a truck bed? Yes. No, it doesn't have one. Uh, it's it's enclosed. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's implied. Yeah, so is mine when I put the back seat down. Yeah, you fold down the back seat and there's an enclosed truck bed. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) As much as I enjoy this conversation, Uh (laughs) I don't think it's a truck foreman. I'm going to have to say. It's truck like. Okay. It might be truck like. It's not a van. It's not uh, a van. Pathfinders. Oh my! Like, I've never had. I've never heard anybody uh, refer to a Pathfinder as a van. Correct. Many never people, will. Many people look at a Highlander and go, "They do not." A van. Thing is a van. I didn't even realize it was yours. I would just see that van in the parking lot and go, "I wonder who drives that." Who's the only mother that I know who's in this building at this time of day? Whose second job is operating a daycare. <laughs> basically basically mine so you're telling me my kids and all their friends but both of you are telling me you have two kids you have yes. two kids mm-hmm. with two car seats and you have n- uh, you, literally uh, you have no more room 
We have to get one of these big, gigantic, fat-ass vehicles. Vehicle. Fat-ass vehicle because we have two kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And stuff and friends oh, yeah. and visitors. Yeah. Look, you come to Nova Scotia, the road quality isn't isn't really, you know, they don't, don't pave the road. roads with the same standards as Ontario. So you need the four <laughs> the four-wheel drive capability that a Pathfinder can provide mm. and all the room for all the visiting grandparents. Yeah, uh, it's all this is all very millennial like for me. I mean, I uh millennial. It's very millennial like. It's to accommodate your your ass. Uh, yeah, your like generation you needs so I, much accommodation that we need all this don't room. Play, don't play it on me. I mean, yeah. I came from we. I, I, How I else some, are we going to take you to get your picture at Peggy's Cove? That's right. Well, get in the back of the truck. Don't yeah. do that. Uh, the I, truck. I came from a family of five, and I don't, mm-hmm. the largest vehicle we ever had was, I think, a four door. At one point, that was it. We never yeah. had so a, a two. But it was six van. seats. We it was six well, we didn't, seats. Because oh, yeah, there was a probably... bench in the front. Yes. Don't give yes. me that. I we had a Dodge Diplomat. Well, we and didn't. Have... When that rusted out, it got yeah. replaced with a Chrysler Fifth Avenue. Yeah, which sure. the same mer- fucking car. I had a Mercury Grand Marquis. That was same a, car. That's six seats. Yeah, yes. but you and were a when you were a kid, you could ride in the back window. Yes, you could. We did. Yes. So it didn't there was, no, there was no car seats. Right. You require yeah. car seats and seat belts and you have... When oh, Dave was a kid, it was propelled by his own bare feet underneath yes, exactly. anyway. exactly. <laughs> Me and Barney, we would, <laughs> we would take off. I remember once I was I was uh, traveling with my dad standing in the back seat of the, uh, of the car and uh, I had to slam on the brakes and all of a sudden I was in the front seat. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's how it works. Happened. That's yes. how it works. So, uh, I mean, I know you have stuff and kids and car seats but those are big vehicles people yeah well it fits everything let me tell you that Uh Mm -hmm. because you bought a van i can go on a road trip very easily yeah with your van (laughs) i can tow a boat with mine can you no vans can't tow yeah oh i can tow i got a hitch and everything you both have vans are you getting a boat foreman my mom has a boat. I don't know why your you Your mom has a boat? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, she has a car. And a horse. Yeah, and a horse. My father-in-law has a four-wheeler in a trailer. Mm. Okay. Okay. And needs towing. And you well, live you a, live near the water, so you, you live better in get Halifax. on it. You do need a boat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gotta but go lobstering. now that you bought a van, you might have to wait a little bit. <laughs> Didn't buy a van. <laughs> <laughs> This is Due to Underwhelming Demand with Dave, Rachel, and Foreman brought to you by Melissa Photography. Thank you, Melissa Photography, for your support. She does all kinds of things. Weddings, uh, newborn photo shoots, maternity photo shoots, professional photo shoots. She'll do printing, canvases, green uh, greeting cards, she says. Uh, she'll even restore photos. So if you have like old photos that you want restored yeah. and reprinted, she can help you with that too. Melissa Photography, and you can find her on uh, Instagram at Melissa Photofolio. Yeah, Mel- check- at Melissa Photofolio. Yeah, you yeah. can check out uh, her great work when you uh, go to her. It's awesome, inst- yeah, really. Uh, go to Instagram, and by the way, uh, she does weddings, of course, and has some dates available in 2023, which is important oh, if you good. if you're planning a wedding this year. She has some dates available, so. and she is quite affordable, yeah. price wise. Yeah. So and- Melissa Photofolio, that's okay. her Instagram. It'll take you to her Facebook and her website if you want to check it out from Instagram. Okay, she does yeah. equine photos, as as you know, Foreman. Foreman. Equine photos. Foreman, that's, <sighs> that's right up my, your alley. That's exactly what I need. If anyone needs a lifestyle, candid, regular moment photographer, it's me. You've seen my face in all photos of me. 
I don't know how to look or how to smile or how to pose or act. <laughs> Melissa could help you with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. She could help you with that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you would like to uh, become a uh, one of our sponsors, you can. We do have some spots available coming up uh, for title spot. Well, you might have title. Title and other spots. We have sponsorships starting at $25 per episode. You can email us at DaveRachelForman at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. We will answer. Please do. Uh, And if you want to, you can buy us a coffee too. Yes. Any money that we get and that we have gotten, thank you so much for all the donations. That helps us to pay for these platforms that we're using to record and distribute the podcast on. Um, So if you want to buy us a coffee for five bucks, we would really appreciate it. Uh, Buymeacoffee.com slash underwhelming. That's our link slash underwhelming. Yeah. You think all these sound effects I stole from the radio station are free? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but those uh, ones are yeah <laughs> maybe edit that out okay okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. harley's in the background of that video for sure i'm gonna put a big arrow look here <laughs> did she hold up your sign harley oh. made a sign no. yeah no. Uh, it's too far away from me can i go to the park please <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>